Hello everyone on another episode of Nerd RX podcast and I'm your host Barka. Today we are going to talk about a very cool uh, topic called acoustic liquid handling. And to talk more about it, we have a freshly minted PhD, Dr. Julia Hartinger. Welcome Julia to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for being here with us today to talk about uh, this topic. And before we jump into acoustic liquid handling, we would love to know more about you, your journey, and where are you headed next? Yeah, so I'm from this little small town in Lexington, Virginia, and I got my bachelor's in biochemistry from Virginia Tech before taking a gap year and working in industry. And then I went to Virginia Commonwealth University to get my PhD, which I just finished up this month. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, my next journey is going to be a postdoctoral position at Harvard Medical School under the tutelage of Dr. Matthew Waldor. Wow, that is a big jump from VCU to Harvard. Congratulations for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Are you excited about your new position? Of course, of course I'm excited. Who wouldn't be excited <laughs> for Harvard? Mm -hmm. And the cold weather. Less excited about the cold weather, but... <laughs> It doesn't matter once you're at Howard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So acoustic liquid handling. I remember this piece of equipment bought at VCU when I was there, but I never really got a chance to, you know, learn more about it. And now that I have you to talk about that, I am like so excited. So to begin with, what is acoustic liquid handling? So acoustic liquid handling is also called acoustic droplet ejection or ADE. Okay. And if you just think about when you stomp your feet on the ground and your water glass starts making those ripples, mm -hmm. if you do that just the right way, a little droplet will form and it'll shoot upwards. And wow. you can take that and shrink it down to a microplate well level and mm -hmm. get it to go very exact and precise volumes. The instrument that we had at VCU is an Echo 550 acoustic liquid handler from LabSite, and it shoots droplets of 2.5 nanoliters. That is awesome. Uh, <laughs> like, and the analogy you gave makes perfect sense. I could like imagine that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, why is this piece of equipment important and what are its uses? Like where, what are the places or assays you would use it for? So you can use it for all sorts of things. It was actually originally developed for the printing process to have ink be ejected upwards, hmm. but it's actually most commonly used for high throughput screening mm -hmm. and assay miniaturization in industries with pharmaceutical companies in order to screen millions of compounds at a time using the exact same measurements and assays. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I think um, my high throughput screening episodes, Shravan mentioned that when you have such a big library 
and it's kind of important to bring down the total volume of your assay. Yes. And these liquid handling machinery are excellent for library management, being able to um, create new libraries and working mm-hmm. libraries that you can use or um, in order to transfer your library to a different type of plate can also mm-hmm. be used for that. Oh, like plate to plate transfer? Yes. So that's exactly oh. how it works. Um, if you go through the motions of using this uh, instrument, you have one plate that's any kind of well plate. Um, typically, they request you use the type um, that comes with the machine. In our mm-hmm. case at VCU, it was the lab site plates. And so you take that source plate and you mm-hmm. insert it into the machine. And then you have a destination plate. And that plate mm-hmm. actually goes upside down in your instrument. Mm-hmm. And so the water or DMSO or compound containing solution or what have you gets um, put up into the wells. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And how long does this process usually take? So it depends. Um, If you're doing just one 2.5 nanoliter droplet in um, a one-to-one ratio of Mm -hmm. the 384 well plates, it would take 30 seconds to a minute, but um, the instrument actually only distributes 2.5 nanoliter droplets. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you wanted to do five microliters, you would Mm -hmm. have to do that many more droplets. Okay. Or no, um, more than twice. So if it was 2.5 nanoliters to five nanoliters, it would be twice. You would have two mm-hmm. droplets that would go up. Right. But um, the instrument can actually handle up to five microliters, which is thousands of droplets. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yes. wow. And so that can take some time. Okay. So when you said 30 seconds to one minute, is that for the entire plate or just one well? No, so that's actually if you did um, an entire plate, one mm-hmm. droplet per each well, mm-hmm. that's how long it would take. Um, some of the newer instruments, they claim mm-hmm. that it can be 100 to 500 droplets per second. Um, wow. Honestly, what takes longer is moving the plate around accurately inside mm-hmm. the instrument. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's way faster than I, w- I would have imagined. Yes. I remember um, the longest one I've ever done was one microliter in um, almost all of the wells, all except the exterior wells of mm-hmm. a 384 well plate. And that took 15-ish minutes. Wow. Okay. That, that is awesome. Wow. So... um. Let me ask, is it, what about the accuracy and reproducibility? Is it accurate? Yes, it is very highly accurate. Um, and there's actually some built-in ways that you can double check its accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, most instruments have a survey capability in which they'll um, hit the plate with sound waves underneath each well 
and then it'll give you back a reading and say, this is how much volume I estimate to be in there. Mm -hmm. And you can then adjust the parameters to make sure, yes, this is exactly how much I put in. Mm -hmm. It also has a lot of preset settings. So if your um, things are in DMSO Mm -hmm. versus if they're in water, um, it can be used to um, do things that have surfactants in them or detergents. It can also be used for um, biological samples. I've used it for mouse plasma, actually, Mm -hmm. and it can still accurately determine the volumes of those and therefore be able to calculate itself Mm and its software what it needs to do to get that droplet. Right. So I'm just thinking like, you know, I perform a lot of BCA assays. Like if we had this uh, instrument, I would just, because I need, how much do we use? Like a very tiny amount in nanoliters. I would just use this equipment, have my required volume and just carry on my BCA without pipetting in each Exactly, well. And that's one of the biggest reasons that this instrument makes such a difference, especially in industry when they're trying really hard to cut out um, single-use plastics Mm -hmm. to help with the environmental impact of doing these high-throughput screenings. And also, the accuracy is highly increased because you don't have any um, sort of plastic that touches it Mm-hmm. in repeated um, times. There's approximately about 4% uh, variation in comparison to the however much variation you have with hand pipetting, depending on mm-hmm. the person. Um, yeah. They usually estimate uh, 5 to 10, I believe, percent. Okay, wow. That's great. And so I have this stupid or naive question you know when you dispense like the uh you want something and you mentioned that you place your receiving plate upside down yes what about the gravity that is the brilliance of well plates they have been purposefully designed so that you can turn them upside down without having the liquid fall out oh wow Yes. So you can actually do this. Um, I personally used it in some kinetic assays. Mm -hmm. And so my well plates were full almost to the brim until I added about five to 10 nanoliters of my um, reagent that started Mm -hmm. the cascade. And so it had 100 microliters nearly in -hmm. that well. And I've never had a well fall out. Oh my God, I have to try this in my lab next time. (laughs) Just flip the plate upside down and see. Yep, just very (laughs) gently flip it upside down. Mm -hmm. It'll do fine. Okay, and it doesn't have to be that your receiving plate has to be empty. You can already have your other reagents in it. Exactly. This makes so much easier to use things. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. It's an excellent instrument. The biggest downside, however, is the cost Uh of the instrument. Um, The one we have at VCU, it's a bit older, but when we originally bought it, it was half Mm -hmm. a million dollars. No. Yes. 
That's the problem with this. Damn. And I'm pretty sure not every, like, it has to be like a shared equipment. Exactly. It would have to be mm-hmm. shared equipment. They make some smaller ones now that mm-hmm. are, um, that have larger volumes. Mm-hmm. But currently, um, the two companies that originally produced acoustic liquid handlers were both now bought by biosystems. And mm-hmm. so there's only the one manufacturer mm-hmm. for these instruments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, So they have a monopoly. They can set the price. Exactly. They're excellent to use, but um, I believe there's actually less than 10 at um, different universities. So wow. VCU is one of those. Interesting. Okay. So this might, this question, I don't know how relevant it is, but are there any alternative techniques to this? Yep. Plenty. Hand pipetting. Okay. Um, Old school. Yeah. You can hand pipette. You can use um, different instruments that are peristaltic pump based. Um mm-hmm. Micropipettes, eyedroppers, anything that distributes liquid can also replace it, but you're not going to get the same accuracy accuracy. at that small amount of a volume. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially at nanoliters. Microliters, I think you can still handle it, but nanoliters, like, I don't think you can. Okay. And what about the user friendliness versus the expertise? The program itself is very easy to use. It's pretty much Mm -hmm. plug and play. Um, It even has it to where it pulls up little screens that have the different well plates for the source and the destination plates. And you just press which ones you want. And you can either choose a cherry pick method where you pick which wells in the source and then you decide which wells in the destination or you can just transfer and select a region to replicate. Mm -hmm. So it also has the capability that, for example, I have a 96 well plate and I only want half of them to be transferred. Correct. You can pick. Oh, wow. It has everything. It has everything. That's why it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, so according to you, what I know we have already seen a lot of advantages of this. What about disadvantages? Disadvantages, I would say definitely the biggest thing is the cost. Um, right. And the instrument itself is expensive. The service contract can be $35,000 a year. No. Yes. Um, and you do require specific well plates for the source okay. uh, plate. You can get them in all different sizes and whatnot, but you do have to go through the same manufacturer because mm-hmm. the Echo is calibrated to use those plates. Otherwise, okay. it wouldn't necessarily know how to handle the other types of plastics or the mm-hmm. mixtures. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a something just popped up in my head. So for example, I have a source plate and which I have added my reagents to. And does it require that all the wells in source plate have to have the same volume? No. Damn. 
another advantage exactly. so i can just pipe it a little bit yes so one of the largest issues there is you need to have at least 30 to 50 microliters mm-hmm. in that well for it to be able to produce an accurate droplet mm-hmm. you can have it um continue to produce droplets down to i think 5 to 10 nanoliters if we're talking mm-hmm. about um a standard 384 well plate mm-hmm. um obviously if you're doing a 96 or a 1536 well plate format those volumes yeah. are going to be different correct but um that can be sort of problem for some people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow i wish i had a chance to use that come by <laughs> We rent it out. You can reserve oh, oh, it. Oh, really? Yes. At VCU, actually, you can contact uh, the high throughput screening manager and uh-huh. they will set up a time for you to come and get trained and use the instrument here at VCU. So even people from outside VCU can try? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So are there any fun facts about this technique? Uh well I said one earlier it's that it was originally developed for the printing process. Uh-huh. And the actual I want to say process um of the droplet ejection mm-hmm. was first documented in 1927. Wow. But nobody thought to use it for mm-hmm. science until recently. Mhm. Wow. that's a long time to develop this <laughs> but i mean you think about it you walk around yeah. stomping your feet you're going to see that water glass yeah it just took yeah. till the 20s for them to realize if you stomp hard enough yeah gonna... it's like during the rainy days you know you purposely jump into a puddle exactly <laughs> yes precisely <laughs> <laughs> well and i know this is like uh not it's a technique that you use before an assay or something but are there any protocol or an article specific to acoustic liquid handlers uh yes so i have a few suggestions to Great. go on so there is a review on acoustic droplet ejection technology and system mm-hmm. that's published in soft manner soft matter pardon mm-hmm. just last year um by guo at all but um personally i prefer an actual example of using mm-hmm. the equipment successfully mm-hmm. so i found a paper by rasmussen at all that was published mm-hmm. back in 2016 when acoustic liquid handling was just coming up mm-hmm. and they used it in order to screen against infectious agents okay. because it allowed um for them to get that accuracy without having to personally hand pipette those infectious agents. Mhm. Okay, so I will make sure I have those two papers linked down in my description. And I think with that we would end today's episode and thank you so much Julia for being here and explaining us the acoustic liquid handler. Of course, it was a pleasure. 
Well, thank you once again and listeners, I will catch you next week on another episode and in meantime, if you have any suggestions or if you would like to come and discuss a technique with me, please email me at barkha at nerdrxpodcast.com and remember, it's good to be a nerd. Bye.